From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Hey, Coach. How are you tonight? I'm good. Good. Well, I, I can't complain. It was uh, it was uh, a tight one on Saturday night. Um, you did enough to win, though, and, and and that's the important thing, I guess, Coach. It was the important thing. I mean, I would like to see us play better, and I think that's every game, but um, you would always like to play your best game. But then again, uh, played some really good games where we've lost, and you kind of feel empty. But uh, this one was choppy. It was. wasn't our best. I thought there was a... Uh, guys pressing a little bit, maybe not playing their best, uh, but we were able to get the win. So, Coach, uh, before we look ahead and set up the Western semifinal, because I know that's what everybody wants to talk about tonight, uh, if you don't mind, I I just want to reflect back on the 2019 regular season because it's now in the books, 12-6, and You do finish in second place, and and I'll be honest with you, and and you're gonna you're gonna be mad at me for saying this, but at the start of the season, I had you pegged for ten wins. I thought you'd be a third place team, so you 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 played above my expectations this year. But those are my expectations. What about the coaches' expectations? Well, I'm proud of our guys. I don't really put a number on it. Uh, I thought it, I thought twelve might get the job done this year in the West because I, I figure there's a lot of teams be knocking each other off and. I thought there might be a couple of teams at 12, but Sask, uh, they were able to get that 13th win, which is big time. But listen, I am very proud of the, first off, the, the way the players have stepped up and we've really come together as a team and a lot of new faces and the, the standard is still very high and I feel like they bought in and they've given me everything I got. I mean, if you're a fan, you can't argue that our guys play extremely hard and, and they're into every single game. They're never taking a week off i oh, will go to next week that that hasn't happened the entire season um so i'll take the 12 it's still not going to mean enough unless you can try to get the win but i am a guy that really believes in the process i do believe that there has to be more than just winning the great cup i, I know people may not love to hear that but you have to play for more than just winning that last game other otherwise you're going to be miserable so we're still got that heavy goal but i think our guys and our coaches are proud to put 12 on the board and, and now we'll just uh, see what we can do in the playoffs was this your toughest year coaching and, and and i say that because of all the changes because of the retirements because of the players you know that left through free agency and 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 this you know uh, hey coach this, this was a really good team but this wasn't a dominant team like you had last year uh, so so was this a tougher coaching year or was this uh, how would you sum it up it's been my toughest coaching year from every year i've been with the stamps now i don't remember sometimes like maybe like 09 or something like that. You know, that just seems like many moons ago. But I can tell you from basically from, uh, you know, 2014 on, uh, which seems like kind of, a, I mean, a five-year stretch right there, six-year stretch, this has by far been the toughest year. It's been the toughest year on uh, health-wise. I know we've always had injuries and we've kind of said, oh, we got decimated here. But we've had multiple areas of our team that have just been decimated at different times of the year. And I'm I'm proud of our scouting department and finding us guys. But I'm also just I'm proud of the, just making sure whoever's in there, the standards the same, and we believe in you. And there's always a lot of good football players out there, but it's hard to keep your team together. It's hard to keep everybody trying to go for the same goal when you keep having new people come in. So, um, yeah, it's been tough. That's why if we can get the job done, if we can get into this thing and, and make some noise, I think it'll be as sweet as it can be. So that's the goal and that's the plan.
Well, and Saturday night sort of summed it all up because I believe there were nine roster changes from the previous week. And, and then I was looking back at week by week, and, and I think the, the easiest week you had was it was only three roster changes from, from one week to the next. Like, you know, it's five, six, seven. It was sort of the norm week to week. You, you never had the consistent lineup time after time. No, no. And we just we decided to keep kind of – checking off the boxes on which area. So we started off the year basically our D line. We just couldn't get anyone healthy. Um and we, we were literally didn't even have any bodies for a while there. Uh then then our running backs decided to take their shot at it and that uh certainly when they got hurt too, it wasn't like they were coming back. Um and then after that it seemed like then it went to the linebackers. And we we went through you know, we kept bringing guys in and they'd get hurt and uh with Corey Greenwood's injury we we, we you know didn't really have a replacement there so and then this past week, DBs, we ended up playing, obviously, without Trey and Deshaun and Match. And we uh, obviously, you know, Smitty and Wall being our vets stayed alive. And Raheem Wilson has been uh, really playing well. So we, we kept three of the six, but that's a big change. You can usually overcome one injury, maybe two in a certain position group. Uh, but to have three and to be able to function and do a good job, that's a testament to Josh Bell and Brent Monson for putting that group together and getting it done. The nice thing, I guess, you know, and, and, and hey, uh, the ultimate goal is the Grey Cup. I get it. But you've built a foundation here. And, and this is a young team. I, I think you're one of the youngest teams in the Canadian Football League. Maybe the youngest. I think you're second youngest right now, last time I checked. But uh, it, it has the foundation built for good things to come down the road. Yeah, well, you know what? You can only really tell with a guy's a football player if you see him in a game. I mean, you can guess, but you, you certainly need to see it in the game. And you know, listen, we've added some pieces in there. I'm getting Bo back healthy has been uh, huge for us. But an example, when we got Dexter McCoyle, I'm certainly not going to make him the youngest, but, you know, he made a difference. He he actually, with some huge plays this week, uh, made a difference on that. We felt like, I did at least, that out of our NFL guys that went down there, of the five guys that went down there, I thought we'd get a couple back at some point this year. But Alex is playing, James Vodder's back on the roster, and, you know, Thurm and Mark and obviously are just kind of waiting it out. Um, so we thought we might get a few of those guys back. Didn't happen. Uh, I guess, you know, you got to be careful. And I think as a coach, you always got to remember, you know, you got to go with the guys that are bringing you here. And uh, it was nice to get a piece. But uh, the guys that are going to win this for us have been here all year. They're the ones that have been competing and, and working for something. And, and that's why, like, if we can get it done, uh, it'll be a sweet one. But it has been obviously a challenge. But it, I do like our team. We're young. A lot of the guys, unfortunately, aren't on long-term deals anyway, right. so uh, we'll have to get them signed back up. But I think they like it here. I think everyone knows that uh, we're a good club, good organization. We're treated right. We're going to win ball games, and that's a team I hopefully they want to be a part of. I may as well put this on the table right now because I'm getting lots of texts already. Uh, what is the status for some of your veterans uh, You know, for the, for the weekend? And I know you don't get back on the practice field until Wednesday, but everybody wants to know about Corey Greenwood. He mentioned that he might be available for this game. You know, Trey, Deshaun, Royce, Derek, Eric, Cordero. You can go down the list. You know, you're a much different team if you get all those guys back for, sat- for sat- uh, Sunday, I should say. Yeah. My, my challenge is uh, this is a do-or-die game, and yet, you got to be able to think that you can. You need enough guys to win three games. Uh, the goal is obviously uh, to get to the to the Great Cup and uh, and win that. But uh, you, you're not going to get there if you don't have your good guys playing. I have to make sure they're ready, and they're practicing hard and practicing well, and that I feel like they can get through uh, 60 minutes of football. If it's just a, a hope and a prayer, I'm not doing it. I'm going to put the guys in that have been playing. We've been winning games. 
and we'll muck it up and we'll get the job done. Uh, but I'm not doing it if, if it's not going to be, uh, I guess, probable. If you think it's questionable and that sort of stuff, I think it'd be best. Uh, you know, certain injuries and certain guys can play with more, but I need a guy that's going to be out there for the full 60. And we get more answers when we start practicing, but ultimately I got to look them in the eye and if they, and, and, and get a feel for who they are and, and, and what they're willing to go through and, and then ultimately make that decision later in the week. I'm not to get into all the specifics. I hope the people that have left here, I don't want to see just because I'm proud of this place. I, 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 I really didn't like it when there were people that left here with a bad taste in their mouth and the list was getting a little long. And uh, I want to, I'll leave it at that. That was uh, Rick Campbell earlier today stepping down as head coach of the Ottawa Red Blacks. And I, I bring that up in the coach's show with Dave Dickinson because one of my first texts tonight, uh, the coach, uh, the, the texter wanted to know what are your thoughts on Rick stepping down and uh, what kind of person is Coach Campbell uh, since you've known him for, uh, for all these years uh, when he was in Calgary? Yeah, well, we got his sister, uh, Molly, works for us. Uh, she does a bunch of good work for us. So we knew about it yesterday. And um, I don't know all the details. I guess it's not that important. As Rick felt like um, it was in a direction that he didn't want to be a part of. And I get it. You know, Rick does love Ottawa and loves being part of that community. He loves that football team. And so for him to step down or whatever it was, a mutual parting, I'm sure he's disappointed, but um, he'll land on his feet. I think he's a great coach, a real honest man, good man. Um, So I'm sad to lose him in the head coaching fraternity in the CFL because I love having him around, and I think you can banter ideas back and forth with guys that you trust, and he's one of those guys I trust. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, this one comes from Kevin, and uh, Kevin, you know, wants to know why doesn't Bo run the football more? And, and you and I have talked about this before, Coach. I, I'm not sure it's in his DNA, and, and you've you've told me before that, you know, hey, uh, you you have plays in play for 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 Bo to run. You'd like to see him run, but uh, right now it's just not happening. Yeah, I'm. Um, you can't force feed it, I, and I get it. Um, he also, you know, seems to really be working the pocket well and moving in and out of the pocket and. You know, hey, it is playoff time, so if, uh, if it's the time to take off and get some yards, this is the time. And you got to be careful. I think the more the quarterbacks run, the more they get hurt. Um, but I do think, hey, you got to lay it all on the line and, and get the job done one way or another to get the win. So if he runs a little bit this, this weekend and gives us some positive yards, positive plays, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> I think a lot of people would be happy with that. Uh, let's bring Rob into the conversation. Rob, you're on the air with head coach Dave Dickinson. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Uh, I'm good. Okay, I was uh, in the last hour, like I told your uh, person I talked to, I listened to the coaches show with O'Shea in Winnipeg. With uh, Bob Irving, yeah. Yeah, and he pumped him with questions, and he, uh, the words conservative don't even go there, Gabe. They don't even go there. He would not say who he's putting in the game. He would not answer (laughs) any questions when he was asked. He is like, I don't know, uh, very, very tight on everything, and he's overthinking everything. Hey, hey Rob, Rob, aren't you, aren't you happy you got Dave Dickinson as our coach? Because he, uh, he shares a lot listen, more. Listen I, to me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was going to say that next. He's always open. I mean, I, I, I moved back here uh, just after the flood. This is just short, and we'll get back to the point I'm making. 
And I lived there for 30 years, and I always stood by the stacks. I mean, I got pelted with snowballs and harassed back there, Dave, when you were a player in Winnipeg, you know, when you were playing there, when I lived there, you know, saying it's fruity and whatnot. But anyway, what I'm saying is he is not giving out any information whatsoever what he's doing. He, the word isn't pondering, but he's just being so tight-lipped, it's not even funny as to what he's doing, and I'm telling you that, when he was pumped. You hey, know, hey, Rob, he Rob do you have a, do you have a question? I, I got a bunch of other tests. Well, yeah, do you have a, yeah. you have a question? Okay. My question is, we have gone through a rough season, like you said, but you guys, as I told Irving, you always have a way of working it out through management to bring somebody up the line. But, you know, like the first thing I want to say, just two things. The first thing I want to say, looking at that BC game, and I noticed – uh, Dave, I don't know if you talked to uh, Bo about stop forcing it in like that, and it seemed like after that he kind of eased off and the passes were better. These aren't your top guys that are on the receiving thing, you know. Uh, okay. But I think, you know, watching what Arbuckle did, if you end up with a problem like that again this week against these guys, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea on the odd play to switch them, the QBs, you know. Hey, hey Rob, to, Rob, I, to I, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta move on here, Rob. But thanks for, thanks so much for the call. Um, that was a lot in that question, Dave. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I uh, listen. I love football too, and everyone can have their own style. But I don't know if anyone watched Belichick in a, in a post game oh. interview after that game last night. And listen, I think he's the best coach maybe ever. And I, I interviewed with him to try to get a job back in two thousand one, and uh, I like him, but. I really think it's our job as coaches to not just sit back and basically not answer questions. And because I think as coaches, we we need to sell the game. I think we want to make things interesting. And yes, you still want to win and lose. So I'm not going to give away information that I think is vital. But mm-hmm. I'm not interested in just being aloof and just uh, basically a, acting like uh, I don't have any opinion on things. So that's why I'm who I am. I hope people like it. I, I try my best. Uh, give you guys a little bit of flavor as well as uh, make it a little bit interesting. And uh, as far as Bo staying in there, I put Nick in a little bit the last time we played the Bombers, um, and I can do it again in certain situations, but Bo's our guy. He's going to lead us to the promised land, and uh, I'm excited to give him that opportunity. Fair enough, and uh, that's a good answer. Uh, Bottom line is, I'm sure you're preparing for Zach Caleros, but they're in a situation where I wouldn't be surprised if if you see Streveler and Zach Caleros in this game. Nor would I. Um, you know, we got to prepare a little bit differently. And it, it does sometimes. It's like running backs. You know when you kind of have a running back that's like a, I always call them like thunder and lightning, you know, something like that. And they have different games. You kind of have to prepare a little bit different for the two players. Um, and they can give a, a, a club a chance to have kind of a multiple game pa- a game plan. So, I get it. I think it's going to be interesting who gets in there, but we have to do a good job of tackling no matter what. They're a, uh, a run-first team that uh, takes shots over the top off their run game, and who's ever quarterback and in there, we got to make sure we're getting the job done. And, of course, uh, run-first team, and, and, and their run defense is pretty darn good too, Coach. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, And I know the running game has been a little bit of a sore spot with fans this year, and I'm sure for the coaching staff as well, but uh, uh, you can't just abandon it, or, or can you? I thought yeah, I thought for a second we might get through thirty minutes without a running game question. <laughs> I was I was like, wow, 
<laughs> Sorry <laughs> about that. Twenty two. <laughs> no, listen, we're we're working hard, and and uh, we understand that, uh, especially with bad weather, sometimes you have to lean more on it. But uh, we're kind of who we are, and uh, we're going to try to get get through this game with the the fewest amount of turnovers, the least amount of penalties, and score the most points. And however we get there is good enough with me. I appreciate the honesty. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Good luck this Sunday against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay, Jock. Talk to you later. You betcha. Dave Dickinson, head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. Uh, did appreciate the call from uh, from Rob as well. Uh, what we're going to do right now on Sports Talk with Jock, we're going to give away some tickets to that big game on Sunday. We'll take caller number 5, 403-974-8255. Caller number 5, if you want to go see the Stamps and the Bombers, 2.30 Sunday, McMahon Stadium. Be loud, be proud, wear red. Let's have some fun and see what happens at McMahon Stadium on Sunday. This is Sports Talk with Jock.